Hello and welcome. You're listening to Need to Know. When it comes to navigating college and beyond, there are just some things you need to know. Like, is college worth it? How do you deal with student loans? And how should you choose your major? That's where this podcast comes in. We're Christina and Michelle, the hosts for this podcast. Join us as we answer some of your biggest burning questions about college and debunk the myths about the application process. Hey, Christina. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about how to pick a major today. Ooh, fun. So, just full disclosure, I had the same major all through college. I never had to choose a major once. You mean so. like change mm-hmm. your major? Yeah, I, I'm on the same boat. I definitely like went in knowing kind of what I wanted to do. Although, when I went in... I actually was, I think, a sculpture major at MICA, and then I changed to architecture. Like, I um, I went in as undecided, but when we um, went to actually go into our sophomore tracks, I then switched to architecture. So it was a lot less painful, actually, than a lot of other schools mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the hurdles that you had to jump through. But, I mean, we've heard some pretty interesting stories about how this goes about in other schools Um, (laughs) and so we're here to kind of demystify that process for you and we have some case studies for you as well um, in this episode Um, so yeah how do you choose a major Michelle? (laughs) Um, So one of the biggest things to just kind of establish the playing field that you're going into with this when you enter a college you have a chance typically to either declare a major as you enter the college or to enter as a general studies student. General studies doesn't have a major pick, it just means you're basically going to spend your first year, sometimes first two years, doing whatever interests you and taking all the core foundation classes that you have to take, even if you have a major, um, just so that you have that time to kind of decide what you want to do. So when you are first approaching, you know, whether or not you want to declare a major as you go in, first thing is, do you even have any idea what major you want? And be really honest here. (laughs) In my case, I actually knew full well that I was going to be a graphic design major going into college. I applied specifically with that in mind. I knew way ahead of time. All my research was around that. So if you have some sort of career path that you're looking at, it's totally fine to just apply into that major or program directly. But if you're really on the fence and you're like, well, I'm kind of interested in this, but I'm also kind of interested in that, you're completely allowed to basically show up at the college and be like, I don't know yet, and they'll still take you. It's fine. <laughs> um, so really one of the big things to keep in mind is really figuring out like what do what are you really curious about, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like, it comes down to like the word passion, but we don't like using that word because it's such yeah. a big buzzword <laughs> and it's so vague. Um, so Michelle and I both agree on like, using the word curiosity. So like what interests you? What can you spend hours of your time, you know, not school time, or you're not forced Mm -hmm. to look into anything. You can, you know, really learn about this topic and you just keep going and going and going into this rabbit hole. Like what is that rabbit hole that we're looking for for you? Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly the best business advice that I ever got also applies in this situation. Um, And that is what is the thing that you can't shut up about? So if there's something that like, you just said if you keep going down that rabbit hole over mm-hmm. and over again, that's pretty, it's going to be a good idea to either try and take classes in that and just see what it would be as a career for you. Um, really give yourself a chance to kind of explore whatever that possibility looks like. So 
I was going to say, most of the case studies that I have are specifically when you find out what to do if you don't like your major. You want to talk about that? Yeah, we can we can jump right into that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good segue. Um, so first of all, totally normal to get in college. Oh, absolutely. And like, <laughs> hate your major. Yeah, that's it's, okay. I think what we, we always hear like, kids go, oh, what do you do if you change majors? Is it going to be, are you going to lose all your credits? when you change your major. Mm -hmm. For, I think the first two years, you really do so many general studies classes anyways that it applies to any major. So you don't really have to worry about that if you're switching within the first year or two. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in a specialized industry like med school or architecture school, that's when it gets a little... It's trickier. Yeah, it gets really tricky because I know architecture school, you have to be in the program for 3.5 years for some schools right and so then they force you to add on yours to your studies but that's okay like you found something that you want to work on so mm -hmm. um that's okay um, but we can talk about your case studies right now <laughs> well just real quick thought about the architecture thing um we mentioned this last episode but really picking a school that is going to have basically leaves you the wiggle room that you can go an extra year if you need to that's exactly why we said that that would mm -hmm. be a good rule of thumb is because it's actually very common to basically get into the school and be like oh actually i really like this and it has nothing to do with you not knowing um you know or not being smart enough going in it has a lot more to do with just as you experience new things your opinion changes and that's very very normal yeah um perfect example i had a roommate sophomore year uh she's a good friend of mine she's awesome her name is emily she came from a a uh, family in China that was very focused on her being a business major. So when I met her, she was a business major. And she, every night, would make some comment saying how jealous she was about my homework. And I was sitting here and I'm doing my homework, like, do you want to do it for me, damn it? Like, <laughs> I was getting so frustrated. Hearing her always complain about, like, what she had to do and be like, I really wish I could do, like, have homework like yours. And I'm like, well, why don't you? And then I, like we sat down, we actually seriously talked about what it would take to change her major. And her parents were actually a big factor in this. So I sat down and she translated and I basically explained on Skype what it would mean to be a designer. Because although she understood it was difficult for her to communicate kind of thing, she ended up switching her major after being extremely jealous of my homework for months. So <laughs> that became a really big hallmark that I started noticing when I paid more attention to my friends who did switch. Mm -hmm. It's like they would get into the classes and they would just dread going to the classes. Mm -hmm. Or they would basically get home and they're just like, oh, I don't want to do this stuff. Meanwhile, you know, they're looking at somebody else's work, like one of their friends being like, oh, that's so cool though. Like, why are you complaining about that? Because whenever I complain about my design homework, Emily was like, what's wrong with you? But I mean, that comes down to like, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side to a certain degree. It would, but she didn't yeah. complain when we were doing our design homework together either. Oh. <laughs> I guess, It was a yeah, really then. big like switch for her and she was genuinely happier as a design student. Mm -hmm. And she's actually quite a successful designer now. She does a lot of bank application designs. Oh wow! So oh okay, this is the one that you told me. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah, but I think it. I think that brings up two really good points. It's like it's okay to change. First of all, absolutely okay, perfectly fine. Yes, it does take some communication with your parents, maybe because they're the ones paying your tuition or helping you out. If they're the ones paying. Yes, if they're the ones paying. So, I mean, if you're in control of your finances, you have the grip to mm -hmm. your future, then. By all means, make the decision that's best for you. Um, don't jump into it 
too quickly, I would say always take a class in that major. Just one, just try it. See what it's like to be in that environment. Get to know the people in that department. Make connections, make friends there, figure out what resources they have. Um, and then talk to the counselors about what that transition is going to be like for you. I think that's really important to know is like, don't just jump into it, like actually do the research and homework because you might find that, you know, that's program in that school isn't the right program. Maybe you need to go somewhere else. Then you need to, you know, go through your application process again. You need to, you know, start from scratch, although mm -hmm. you will have some basis of what you want to do now. Um, there's a lot that goes into this, so really think about taking a class in that career or in that major or area of study, what have you, um, and try it out. Um, so yeah, th these are like some really small, I guess, knowledge nuggets that we had <laughs> for you, um, is that no, it's okay for you to change your mind. Trust your gut when you feel like you don't want to do something or you're not motivated by your mm -hmm. homework, that's so important to know. Like, this is not for you and it's okay. Um, even in, in life, once you are out of college and you're in a new job and you're testing out all these different roles and functions in your new job, you're going to find out what you like and you, what you don't like. And so this is when your intuition is going to come into play and you're going to really um, figure out things that you, you hate and then step away from that. But it's okay. It's a learning process. Um, and then cross-pollination, so connect with other people outside of your major as much as possible and just, you know, learn from them. Yeah. And even if you're not in the same major and track, you guys can always learn from each other's like skills or techniques and mm -hmm. bring that into your own studies. Yeah. I think the, the trusting your gut one is, I feel like some of the best decisions that I've seen people make actually come from that more than anything else. Of course, having all the information in front of you is going to be tremendous. But if you are, like I said earlier, going into a class and dreading it, like I had a friend named Jason who uh, also switched into my design major. And the reason was he was in um, pre-med and he was in these biology classes. And I was just like, dude, I don't want to be here. Like <laughs> he just, he was basically going in and just had this gut feeling of like, this is not for me. And in his case, he was doing it to please his parents. Mm. So he was able to basically say, this is my life and make that change. So it became something that he could really jump on board. And even I, like I had a moment where I was going to double major mm -hmm. um, in both design and uh, advertising. Uh, and uh, not double majoring in advertising was really a good choice <laughs> looking back on it. Yeah. Like for multiple, multiple reasons. But one of the big ones was um, the gut feeling that I got in those classes yeah, they were helpful and I enjoyed the information, but in terms of the advertising industry and the way it was set up and the way it was presented, I was like, ooh, this feels like sleazy. Yeah, but I mean, you got a taste of it and yes. then you said, this isn't for me. And I think yes. that's that's what's important. Um, so like definitely try and do you know the shadow days that we talked about mm -hmm. in the last episodes. Um, yeah, and just like try it out. Um, but always keep your options open and don't feel like you're stuck in a place where you can't do anything about it. That's like the worst part of school is when you feel like you're stuck there and know that you mm -hmm. have resources who can help you. Yes, and this absolutely leads into 
one of the reasons that you end up feeling like you're stuck there, there's two that I've seen. One is the financial commitment. If you're mm-hmm. going to a school and you don't know what major you want and you're not specifically picking that school because you think it has a good program for the major, yes. it's so easy to be like, well, I'm stuck here now. Exactly. And especially if you're going as a general studies student into like a higher end university or a really expensive one or something and you don't have scholarships to back it up. Sometimes even if you do, you can end up feeling very, very stuck because of the financial commitment. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the huge, huge reasons that if you ha- if you miss the episode, go back and watch <laughs> the ones that we did on picking the right school. Yeah, there's there's a reason that all that information was in there. And then the other thing actually is um, friendships. A lot of people won't transfer because they like the people, even if they're not getting a lot out of the program. And this is one of the big things that a lot of people are plagued by. Um, but I want everybody to know that it's incredibly easy to just continue the friendship despite not being there in person, even if you switch. So it, it's like one of my sister's best friends, um, the one who went to Canada for one year and then came back to the U.S. to finish mm-hmm. her major. One of her best friends is still one of the people she met in Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, she put the effort in and maintained that friendship. So it is possible you don't lose everything by switching schools. Yeah. And I think that's a good point that mm-hmm. you don't lose the friends that you make. But, I mean, is your own happiness more important? Right. Right. So you got to, like, put yourself first. Sometimes it's okay to be selfish for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's also, like, at the same time, it's it's kind of like, you know, this is the airplane of your life. You have to put your own os- oxygen mask on exactly. first. Yeah. Uh-huh. Another good example, or another good point rather, um, when you're shopping for schools, make sure that whatever school you're going in, if you don't have a specific major decided, and like it isn't a specific trade or pipeline school, make sure that they're actually like accredited and that the credits will transfer to. It's oh, yeah. a very, very small thing. Um, however, my poor husband fell through the cracks and didn't notice that that was gonna happen. His school lost its accreditation with College Board, uh, I think two years in. He could not transfer any of his credits out anywhere. He never finished his college education, and that's why. That's that's the worst. Yeah. yeah don't let that <laughs> happen to you guys. So, you know, affordable schools are great. Just make sure it's an affordable school that actually is a legitimate school. There were a whole lot more other issues, like red flags, that yeah. I'm sure we could talk about in another Absolutely. episode. But it's just, you know, a little bit of basic research is helpful. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't know what you're doing, I would say, like, yeah, go to HCC, like Howard Community College, or any community college, and... And get education there and because i think the whole point of community college is to help you figure out the basics and then help you get to where you want yeah and it's super flexible so you can work get real life experience while you go to school hello (laughs) win-win and still have a decent social life and not kill your health even better and you know and come out way better than a lot of other people who have loans on their back that they have to carry for the rest of their their life really Yep. Okay. I know I had another story with coaching people. So there's two ways this works, right? You can be in a major that is a business major or um, let's say pre-med and you switched into art. Or you can be an art major and you find out that you don't want to do the arts and you you find a new, um, I guess, major that you want to go into and then you switch. So there's a lot of these back and forth Mm -hmm. um, that I've seen people do. I know I have a person who was in my major the first year of of college and um, she um, transferred to a different school because she found out that art school wasn't for her. And that's okay. A lot of people do that. 
Um, and then um, we have people who in the family who see what I'm doing and like are so excited about what I do. And so they enter the creative field as well. And um, or I have friends who studied pre-med and then transferred. Mm -hmm. um, so like this is it's all very flexible, very malleable. So just keep an eye out and see what you can get yourself into. Yeah, I think also keeping in mind um, the major is not as important as what the job that you want at the end is, like mm -hmm. whatever that career path is. There's lots of different majors that will get you into that career path in most cases. Perfect example, um, one of my classmates is from uh, design school named Sonia, she transferred out of our college and into the business college associated with us during our sophomore year. And in her case, it worked out pretty well because she didn't leave the arts field entirely. She just needed the business side of things because she actually ended up running her own company. Mm. And she was already seeing some success because she was building this outside of school. So mm. in her case, it was actually a choice specifically to be able to take control of the trajectory for her future. And mm. staying in design really would not have helped her because of the role that she's in now. Oh, that's true. So she developed her own game and was already seeing some success on that, basically. So yeah. it ended up being okay, I have a company now, <laughs> in her case. Yeah. Um, so being able to look at the further, okay, what do I want to be really doing? Like, how do I want to, what do I want to spend my days doing outside of college? Mm -hmm. It tends to be more helpful than, oh my God, what major am I doing? <laughs> yeah, you do want to be a little bit more farsighted or nearsighted? Farsighted, far yeah. Yes. <laughs> look at the big picture. Always, always step back and look at the big picture. So I think I really like that story. You know, what are you gonna do when you get out of this major or when you switch tracks? Right. Then... And your major's not really going to be what limits you. It's the knowledge that you got from that major that will be what limits you. And that's why I have a design major, but I am a business coach. Mm -hmm. And my major, doesn't, it never limited me in terms of just putting me in design. And it was very difficult for me to realize that coming out of college. So I want to make sure you guys know that going in because you're in such a better position that way. Yeah. And know that you have a world of options out there. It's like, I think this is going to conflict with everything we just said. But like a lot of the stuff we learned, it was after we got out of school, right? And in terms of our job as well, because you're going to keep learning new things. You're going to keep building on the foundation of skills that you already have you're just going to keep going so it's really yeah. like the learning doesn't stop exactly that's college. what I was trying, that's to, say. What you're trying to say yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah and I think that's really the biggest takeaway is just the learning won't stop there so you're totally okay to listen to your gut figure out what you're curious about if you want to use the term passion totally welcome to try and follow your passions mm -hmm. um but seriously thinking about what you're curious about the things you can't shut up about what are you really interested in when you're going to think about long-term careers? That's where you need to be looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Any other takeaways? No, and learn to trust your gut. I think that's something Michelle and I are both starting to really get good at. Oh, I struggle with that so hard. <laughs> I mean, I, for Not me anymore, too, but like... Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, it's a process, and yeah. we're still 20-somethings. I feel like that's definitely something a lot of people spend a long time in their life learning. Mm -hmm. How do you trust your intuition and your gut to tell you this is not the major for you, or this is not the job right. for you? Really, so. I think what it comes down to is if you're in a situation, whether that be a job or school or a relationship even, and you feel that sense of dread in your belly almost as you're going into a situation where you have to deal with that, that's a really bad sign and it will not go away. And I think that's the big thing. Everybody else is like, oh, I can deal with this, I can deal with this. But it doesn't go away. No. And it just builds and builds and builds until the you The most that you can do is like basically put it in a box and stick it in the back of your mind 
and then it explodes later. And that's how mental breakdowns happen. So it's like you have to pay attention to yeah, you, uh, yeah. what it is. Yeah. And if, if it does happen, guys, schools have counseling departments. I don't know about other schools, but in, in the school that I went to, Micah, we had academic affairs and student life affairs. So you can go to these people and they counsel you and help you sort out your issues before it gets too bad. So big star there, you have resources that you can go to. Yes, and please use them. Yes. <laughs> the other thing, um, before I left for college, my dad actually specifically told me a story about how when he was in school, there was a class he didn't show up for except for two days, and it was just to take the test. And we were talking about attendance policies in schools nowadays, and he was like, I just want you to remember, you're paying them. You're the reason they get a salary. Mm -hmm. So you actually have power in this relationship. And that's what allowed me to, I actually got a teacher fired who was a little teacher kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I was able to, you know, create my own city broad program. And a lot of that comes from understanding that I had the power to create what I wanted out of the situation. Obviously you need to play within the rules, but remembering that you can use these resources. And then when they don't have enough resources, you could be like, I need you guys to do this. And it's on them to respond. That's something that you can keep in mind going forward. Yeah, absolutely. This goes back to knowing what questions to ask and knowing what you personally want or need um, from the school. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a really jam-packed episode right here. Um, so like, just a quick bullet point takeaway for the show is, again, know that it's okay for you to change your mind. Um, trust your gut and take courses outside of your major and just learn from a lot of other people, connect with people within other majors, know that you have resources to help you with the student life and the academic life within the college and know that you have the power to demand mm-hmm. or even like <laughs> nicely put like ask for certain things to happen. Yeah. Know that these are okay. We'll sign off here and see you next we'll week. See you next week. <laughs>